one arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin! I did it for The Rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Number four, armbar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Grapplecast here, a brand new weekly wrestling podcast uh, for exactly that, all things wrestling. We'll be covering WWE, AEW, Impact, if we've got time, and anything else in the world of wrestling. There's Jamie shaking his head. Anything <laughs> in the world of wrestling. I'm your host, Taryn, and I've got some great guys alongside me. I have got Dan, Joe, Bradley, and Jamie. How are we all doing today, guys? Yeah, not bad. Cheers, mate. Good. Yeah. Absolutely, pretty, pretty good. loving life. Yeah. Good all thanks, mate. <laughs> plenty, of, uh, plenty of wrestling in this, uh, of watching of wrestling in this lockdown Britain that we've got. Oh, I've been watching so much of it. Well, to be fair, like, um, I know they had that show the other day, didn't they? The Saudi Arabia one. Not Saudi, uh, India one. Jesus. Indian one. India. The Indian one. NXT India. They had that on. This um, is the so thing. At a normal time for once. So, you know, it was nice. It was yeah. Beautiful. Was it about half past two over in the afternoon? Half past two, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually thought it was a really good show, to be honest. Literally, um, a bit surprised they didn't put more of them over. Um, but I still thought it was a pretty high standard show, to be fair. Yeah. Well, yeah, I definitely. mean, in, in respect in respect of that, I mean, this weekly wrestling podcast itself, we'll be looking, as I said, into everything um, as far as any upcoming events. We've got the Royal Rumble, of course, this Sunday, which we're going to delve into later on. And, of course, just any news that's been happening in the world of wrestling. One thing that I did want to discuss was the um, Superstar... Was it called the Superstar Spectacular? Spectacle. Superstar Spectacle, yeah. that's the, the one. Yeah. yeah. Right, go on, then who watched it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Because yeah, I, I didn't. It. I'll admit I, I didn't. Not, I mean, there's just that much to watch. If I'm not re-watching the X-Files at the minute, I've just finished Killing Eve. So I didn't have What a show. It. Can we just talk about Killing Eve? <laughs> what a fucking show that is. <laughs> it is great. Jodie Comer that. is incredible. <laughs> who, who did watch it then? Yeah, uh, so um, we we went, well, luckily me and Joe share flats, so we both stuck it on together, and I let Brad know halfway through that it was on. But um, no, it was pretty decent. Um, they were playing to the crowd a lot, um, trying to, you know, make use of everything that they had. But um, some of the talents that they put over, I thought, were really good. They brought back Inda Cher, who we've seen on NXT. Um, they had a really good show in with Drew McIntyre in the main event. Um, but even in the eight-man tag, I mean, there was um, a few little, you know, dance moves and things to make it, you know, stuff you'd kind of see in a... Um, actual house show they would you know dancing playing around mm. funny tags um but we saw um two big guys in there um dilsha shaki and um giant yes. Z- uh, zaji they were amazing especially giant as uh, i throwing them over the top row he was brilliant i saw a photo one of the social media channels put on there of them standing next to triple h you know it's obligatory Usually, yeah. usually NXT, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> picture yeah. that he takes pointed, and they were. Ma- I mean, now after Triple H, I think, I think the one, foot, I, mean. I think the one guy was, if I'm right, I think he was six foot ten or something like that. And the other one was above seven. Yeah, it is ridiculous. And to be fair, I was expecting. I'm not gonna lie, I was expecting him to come in and move like the Great Cali, uh, but <laughs> they, they were good. They were really good. But yeah, the, um, think... Sorry, go on, Joe. Uh, I was going to see one of them was a 
baseball player, and one of them was an ex Bollywood star. That's in the share, that is. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> so, what, what, sorry, again, forgive my ignorance because I didn't watch it. I will get round to it. But were they tagging? Were they one on one against each other? Uh, no, they were tagging. They were in the um, eight man tag match. Oh, they it was were... the eight man, was it? Were they yeah. victorious? You would assume they would put them over. They were. They were in a team with uh, Ray Mysterio and Ricochet, and the finisher was. Uh, Ray Mysterio at the 619, got up on one of their shoulders and then uh, hit the frog splash off the top of his I shoulders. I see. Those other well-known Indian superstars, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can see why they do it. They need to, you know, appeal to a Western audience. So you've got to get your names in there as well, I suppose. Yeah. The, the good thing with the uh, the eight-man especially, because uh, with the face team that you had, you had Ricochet and you had Ray Mysterio. And, they, you know, Ray Mysterio is about, what, like 5'4", might be even a little bit smaller than Ricochet. But average size is about five for eight. But then you've got these seven foot guys. So when they're tagging in, they're making them look even bigger. You don't need the downward pan shot from the camera. They're actually making them look um, like proper superstars. And, you know, I, I doubt they'll be in the Rumble um, this year, but you could see them certainly doing big things, you know, no pun yeah. intended. They, they, they impressed me. They're really good. Fantastic. Brilliant. I, I assume this is to eventually launch NXT India. Is that the... I think I yeah. read that right, isn't it? That that's the yeah. idea. Just the whole thing. Yeah. Know, are they still like filming it in like the performance center or the Thunderdome, or are These they actually filming the it in? Dome, These matches were in yeah. the Thunderdome. So I like, assume they'll have to at the moment because of the yeah. the pandemic. I don't even know if they've got a facility set up over there. I assume they're in the process of doing it if it's not ready yet. But I don't know why I'm saying that because like NXT UK is over there anyway, and it's not like that's shown in the U- like that's not filmed in the UK either, is it? So <laughs> just gonna have it all it's in America. I thought it was. Is it? Yeah, it is. It's filmed in West Ham by West Ham. Oh, there you go then. Fair enough. It shows how long it's been since you watched it, if ever. I went to Blackpool. That's the only show I've seen. <laughs> I went to take over Blackpool too, and that's the only NXT UK I've watched. <laughs> hey, me, me, Taryn, and Joe, we went to where uh, the Cardiff one, and we saw the um, the tapings. We got to see Tegan Knox return, which is bro. But then we saw that Br- that British rounds match <sighs> with Cassius Ono. Oh my days! Cassius Ono, <laughs> and who was he against? Oh, the um, little assistant to the general manager, Sid Scarlett. Uh, oh, Sid Scarlett, yeah. The, not to go off topic because we're obviously talking about the, um, the, the Indian event, but that you know traditional British wrestling, the, the British rules, you know that had the idea behind it was great. It's just the match was as boring as hell. It was boring, yeah. yeah. It was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I will. You know, I, I will check it out. My only worry about this is is that. I know that they had, um, you know, unknown stars there because they need to build build stars, of course, and it is going to be primarily for uh, an Indian audience. I I just worry that you're going to have wrestlers pop up every now and again, and I'm going to use our favourite Mansoor as a <laughs> point here because every time they go to Saudi Arabia, that's two or three times, Mansoor has been pushed, pushed, pushed. He's won his match, he won that was he in a battle royal? I think he might have been at one point. Um, and he outlasted everybody and won the battle royal. But I, I know, yes, that's yes, exactly. So that I know he pops up now every now and again on 205 Live. But as far as main roster, Raw SmackDown, I don't think we've ever seen him on there, have we? So, well, you'd be, you'd be surprised. I mean, I know you guys don't watch The Bump, but I'm an avid viewer of The Bump. They were doing this segment where they had this guy in a uh, luchador mask, big gloves, a coat, and he was um, doing famous promos like The Miz on Daniel Bryan um, and like Hulk Hogan promos. And um, it was like The Masked Singer, but for wrestling. And they were going, <laughs> right, who, who is it this week? Oh, it's got to be Drew Gulak. 
And they go, no, it's Damien Sandow. It's definitely like a theatre work. And then all of a sudden he starts like doing the promo, taking off all these gloves. And all of a sudden it's man story. And you're like, I haven't seen you for like a year. And he's there going, yeah, you should book me more. I'm brilliant. And then like next couple of weeks later, his team <laughs> at Stallion. Oh, he was awesome. Um, but he's been on 205, you know, past month or so now and again, sporadically. But yeah, they haven't really strapped the rocket to him. You know, they're giving Kurt Stallion um, a tag title shot this week. Um, well, you know, after this is released. Um, but, you know, really, Mansoor would be, you know, a lot better. He's been, like Brad said, he's beat Cesaro. He's a main eventer. You know, I think he could go far, but they're not really doing much with him, are they? Going back to the actual event itself, there was a match between Finn Balor and um, I believe his name was Guru uh, Guru Raj. Um, honestly, that that guy's gonna go far. Honestly, as far I, as Mansoor, I, I honestly <laughs> think he ain't doing out. Uh, one day though, seriously, this Guru Raj guy is gonna be up there because he, he was brilliant. I'm I'm not gonna sugarcoat. He was brilliant. He was really, really, really good. Well, I'll have to watch it on the W the award winning WWE network. That's not gonna be in the US soon. <laughs> <laughs> which brings us all right. Which brings us on to the WWE network. What do we think about that? So for anyone who hasn't heard, we're still getting it over here in the UK and Europe and other territories, I believe, but they sold the streaming rights and effectively the whole network itself over to NBC approximately a billion dollars from what i understand i think that's over five years um and effectively that the whole platform itself is moving over to their streaming service peacock i've heard it's not doing great i mean i had a look at some figures and they had about they had millions of subscribers but in the grand scheme of things of course with the numbers over there in america they, they don't believe it's doing great as far as yeah disney plus and netflix um subscription viewers are so getting the network over there is really a big coup for them. And, you know, I think with declining viewership of Raw and SmackDown at the moment, I think they've done quite well to sell it for a billion dollars, to be quite honest. I don't know <laughs> what anybody's thoughts are it's, on that. It's, it's the only thing with the network, though. You don't get Raw and SmackDown, do you? You get it four weeks later. With it's a week later. Yeah. What are they on in America? It's Fox's SmackDown. Is it the US? Oh, it's the USA Network. USA Network and um, Fox. Because yeah. it's always advertised like Fox SmackDown. Because obviously, I want, I, all I watch is the NFL at the moment. Like it's always just advertised saying, "Let's go to Michael Cole to talk about SmackDown." It's like, all right. But um, I don't know if many of you know what Peacock is. I actually have Peacock. The annoying thing with Peacock is you can't get it on Fire Sticks or you can't get it on PlayStation. So that kind of could be in regards to your subscription levels. But I have Peacock. Peacock is a free service. It's free. So that you got you have you have a paid service and a free service. The free service you can watch most stuff, but not everything, and you have adverts. Then you get the four ninety nine, which is what I have. It's four ninety nine. You get everything, but you have adverts. Then you have the nine ninety nine, which is no adverts. That's a month. However, WWE Network, which is nine ninety nine now, which again I have the US subscription, so I have no idea what's going to happen. I illegal, illegal day, day one. <laughs> In the USA, as a real fan, I found a way. I got $9.99, pay that, and now I've got Peacock, which I paid $4.99 for. So apparently, WWE Network is going into Peacock and putting your subscription down to $4.99. Yeah, because it's going to be like effectively the same price, isn't it, as far as the $9.99, but the $4.99 option is going to be there. So it works out better for anyone who's already got Peacock. Yeah, there was two options from what I saw. Sorry, it's um, $4.99 with adverts and $7.99 without is what I've seen. Is it seven ninety nine or nine? It's nine ninety nine. 
Oh, he's going to wear a sort of seven ninety nine then. Unless, unless they're changing it with the WWE now. But yeah, it's because like I said, I, I got it on day one Peacock as well because I'm a massive NBC fan. That's what Parks and Recreation, The Office, Saved by the Bell, all of this stuff is all NBC. So I was like, I need this service if I can get it. Um, it's saved by the Bell. What a show. Oh, it's, it's, only because they, it's only because they've done the new reboot series. That's why I mainly wanted it. But, um, but yeah, go on. Uh, but is Peacock, is NBC going to like really advertise it as well as like, you know, Parks and Recreation? After Parks and Recreation, watch Monday Night Raw. Are they yeah. going to like really push it as much as everyone else? Or? No. It, again, it's um, it's a unique thing for them to come up because, like I said, with, with the WWE Network, it's nine ninety nine over there and say if you had Peacock at four ninety nine, it looks like your subscription for nine ninety nine is gonna go. You might as well upgrade to the nine ninety nine Peacock one and save yourself a fiver over both but I assume they're good yeah, I assume though they're still gonna show Raw and SmackDown on like a six week delay like it normally is at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Or is it four it's weeks four or six weeks, week delay? Yeah, yeah, four weeks, yeah. But to see to me that's mental because obviously rights and distribution rights in America are much different to over here. But you're gonna no, have NBC, which is a platform in itself in America, showing, albeit on a delay of a month, a program from Fox and a program from the USA Network. That's like over here having BBC iPlayer showing a Channel 5 program and an ITV program. I just, I don't know whether, to me, I don't know if I'm thinking too much of it, that's opening up the possibility that when the current deals end on Fox and USA, it goes over to NBC, Raw and SmackDown. Quite possibly, but I think, isn't it like a 10-year deal they've got with Fox? Oh, possibly. Ridiculous like that when they signed it last year. It's massive. And um, but yeah, yeah like but the way the ratings are going at the minute, Jesus, there must be some sort of clause in there to get rid. Yeah, well, yeah. you think about Fox, you know, they're owned by Disney now, and they own, uh, Disney own like ESPN and they own all these. So if you think about it, all these conglomerates are just buying all the properties, and I think in the future there's just going to be like three or four companies that are just going to own everything. Yeah, yeah, literally, Amazon, Amazon, just going to rule the world. <laughs> <laughs> It's happening. Yeah, laugh. They're almost there. <laughs> Look at that. Let's go on to some AEW anyway. There are other wrestling federations out there, believe it or not. AEW Revolution is their next um, upcoming pay-per-view. A small notice. I think it has been advertised lately. It's been on February the 27th, but there's a lot out there that's actually changed it now to March the 7th. I don't know if they've officially announced anything. I um, don't know if anyone's heard anything, but that's very possible. That could be on the next edition of Dynamite that they announced the Change to March the 7th. So it's only, you know, just over a, a week away in respect of that. However, the big point of this is it's going to be Sting's first match, not only in AEW, but for a few years now. Sting, the 60, what is he, 61? It's 62. Sting! <laughs> <laughs> It had to be done. You can't say it without. He it. does it every week. He does it every week, and it's just becoming like. Don't get me wrong. I loved it when he, when he returned, or when he returned when he debuted, and Tony Chavani said said it like that. Obviously, honking back to the WCW days. But he's doing it every week. He's doing it every week. It's not a surprise anymore when the snow starts falling ten minutes before the entrance video when the entrance music starts. Oh, here comes Sting. We know it's it. We know Sting's turned up because bloody Darby Allen's already in the ring. So, um, I will just go on what you were saying. Apparently, it has moved to March 7th because the UFC has an event on 
March 7th. On February 27th, sorry. So they've had to move it uh, till March 6th. But then another UFC 259 is on. So they've had to move it to a Sunday, which is weird for AEW because it's their first ever Sunday pay-per-view because it was on a Saturday. But yeah, it's going to be officially their first Sunday pay-per-view March 7th because of UFC. They've had to swap it all. That's fair enough. What do we all think then, guys? Sting wrestling his first match. Interesting enough to see that it's not a cinematic <laughs> match either. I believe it's a tag Is match. Is it not? I believe, Jesus. No, I believe uh, it's a street fight tag match, so I suppose that's going to help with some of the limitations. What do we think? It's going to yeah. be a disaster. <laughs> He's Go going on. to break his neck. He's, I, I just feel like after the, the Rollins match, there was a, correct me if I'm wrong, is that the last time we saw him wrestle? Yeah, I yeah. believe so. Um, that, I feel like that injury they they straight away said is career threatening, career ending. Is he's done wrestling? So I feel like he's he's only there for the star power and get the get the viewers in. I can't see him doing much. I can't. I can only see Darby Allen doing a lot of the a lot of the bumps, a lot of the spots. He's in my opinion, he's just there to get views. He's he's just there to get the ratings up, and I can't see much happening with him. The thing is, as well, like AEW, they have fans in attendance, so they can't just do it like where they're doing WWE with the Thunderdome, where they can basically just do whatever they want anyway because nobody's it's seen true, behind yeah. the scenes, are they? Behind the camera, they can't see any of that. As you know, because I've been into the Thunderdome, you know, several times as a VIP. God almighty. <laughs> but, um, yeah, with AEW... Yeah, back people... row, probably yeah, exactly. with his trousers off. <laughs> but just, just, that was the once, all right? But, um, with, but with AEW, they've got fans in attendance, so you can't hide behind anything. Like, he's going to have to show up, isn't he? You Surely just he's just going to be... Just standing there. You know, last ch- getting the hot tag, last two minutes, baseball back, it's a street fight. Couple of... I mean, who, who are they facing? Uh, uh, Ricky Ricky Taz. Yeah, yeah, Ricky Starks Cage and, and Ricky Cage. Yeah. So Team Ricky Starks is sure... I'm assuming we're going with Darby Allen and Sting to win, and Ricky Starks is going to take the pinfall so it doesn't make Brian Cage look bad. But surely yeah. Sting's just going to come in at the end, hot tag, couple of whacks with the baseball bat, Scorpion Death Drop, one, two, three. The only other thing I can see is Sting's just going to get battered right at the start, obviously safely. <laughs> Safely, you know, just to get him out of contention, it's just basically gonna be a two on one, and then he'll come back for like the last two minutes or something. Go back you to know. WCW, yeah. Basically, oh, I'm gonna do it's basically the same thing. We're on TNT, so <laughs> yeah. it'll put him through like a commenter desk or something like that, and just like completely knock him out. And then it'll basically, oh my god, Sting's come back, he's 61, he'll, he'll go off a stretch or something like that, and all of a sudden just turn up in the fucking barracks, whatever they're called. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on, Dan, why don't you think that's gonna happen, Dan? So with AEW, they're really big on building new stars. And you look at Ricky Starks, like he had his debut in AEW and WWE offered him a contract straight away. Like he's seen as like the next rock. You know, they think he's amazing over there. So it'd be a really good point to turn it the other way around and actually have Sting and Darby lose. It's not a title match, so they can afford to have them to lose. And then you could actually have Brian Cage beat him. And that sets up then a TNT title match. The next pay-per-view, and you can build it for a month, six weeks, and you can have them going back and forth saying, well, I got the pin over you, Darby. You know, they can spend the entire match beating up Sting. He's out of commission. Then all of a sudden, they, you know, they just beat Darby Allen then. And then at least he has a pin on the champion, but he keeps the belt and makes it more legit. So I think if you look at how they could build it further on, it makes more sense for Sting and Darby to actually lose 
because you can actually build it then into something even bigger. And um, Darby even said something on a recent promo where he said, you know, I've been fighting this battle for 27 years. This is, you know, this has been going on for ages. So promo work-wise as well, they're building up. I think there's a lot more they can do with it. There's many people in Team Taz. There's Rook as well, which is um, Taz's mm. son. You know, there's so many people. They, they could pick off people. They could um, have backstage battles. They could bring in another two members and have an eight-man. There's so much they could do with it. I don't think they're just going to have a one and done. I think it's going to be like a managerial role. Yeah, okay. Okay, they might get the the loss, but at least then it builds it to the next show. Like, yeah, is he really going to want Sting to lose in his first match though? Yeah, like I, think, I, think Sting, I think Sting is just going to get put through a table, and that's him done. Like, he's not going to do much. What? Like you said, his career, no, like, basically. But like Dan said, like he can get put through a commentator desk. He'd just be a two on one. He could just completely obliterate Darby yeah. Allen, can't he? And then you just yeah. hear the squawk, and then all of a sudden he's back. He just rises <laughs> from the dead. <laughs> No, Cody Rhodes is going to come down to the ring with Triple H's sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to put that final nail in the coffin he is. It's not for the TNT title, is it? They're no. not doing what, a stupid tag match with a belt no. on the line. Like, no, no, no title on the line. Thank God There's only that, two official matches for Revolution so far. Yeah, the other one is the Young Bucks versus whoever wins the tag team battle royale, isn't it? Oh, I, I've given up with their tag team division at the minute. You've got FTR, the best tag team in the world, and they turn up on Dynamite every four weeks. And how long were they tag champs for? A month, if that. And then the, the back, yeah. Bucks, would it? Yeah. Not a massive fan of the Young Bucks. I can see yeah. the Good Brothers winning that uh, battle royal mine. That'd be quite good. And then it sets that up because you can see there's the twist. You know, your Kenny Omega is a collector and who, you're not watching too much of Impact, but he's being the collector. They're collecting the belts. But hang on a minute, having the Bullet Club getting both tag belts as well. You know, very similar to what they used to do with the IWGP and, and Impact back in the days in like 2005, six with the Dudleys. It'd be really cool if they had both belts and they were going back and forth because, I mean, the Good Brothers almost went to AEW a few years back. So them going across and winning that, tag team eliminator or that tag team battle role would be absolutely amazing but I mean that's me fantasy booking you know it's probably going to be the Varsity Blondes for all we know but you know it is mm. worthwhile watching Well it's interesting that they are doing this crossover with Impact you know it can only be good for wrestling as a whole because yeah. you know, I think I think Impact's got their best you know share of the viewership ratings uh, for years you know two, three or four weeks back when they had oh. the first when was it when Omega was when on Omega there, but... just made an appearance going I, it was just like a sit oh, yeah. down interview right. wasn't it it wasn't <laughs> yeah, it just exactly. like a video interview it wasn't even there <laughs> <laughs> I just it, it could only be good I mean it brings us on nicely actually to next piece of news for and it is Impact Wrestling related I just wanted your thoughts we'll get through this one quickly it's Tommy Dreamer's 50th birthday coming up. So he's still going to be 11 years younger than Sting. Let's put that out there. <laughs> but they basically said to celebrate Tommy Dreamer's 50th birthday, the main event for No Surrender is he's challenging Rich Swan for the Impact World Championship. So I suppose two questions here. Is what are your it, thoughts on 50-year-old <laughs> Tommy Dreamer? And just... You know, he's he's been champ long enough now, but what do you think? Rich Swan, the Impact World Champion. You can't have the rest. Wasn't so Rich two... Swan in like 205? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 205 champ. So Probably two things... lost a man's tour. <laughs> <laughs> two, two things with the question you just raised, Aaron. So I, I've actually got Impact on now as we're doing this podcast. You know, I, I don't mind watching it. It's on free sports. Um, oh, nice. It's investing in the podcast, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, I've, I've got it on. And for... He's doing additional research. <laughs> Mate, no one else watches Impact. This is it. Impact. This is the demograph. This is it. Now this is the viewer. <laughs> so with Impact um, for months, what they've been building, they've had Moose. I think we did a wrestling quiz a few months back and I said, oh, well, you said who's the Impact champion at the moment. But hang on a minute. There's two champions because they've had Moose walking around with the TNA title and they've had whoever it is walking around with the Impact title. So it's now with Rich Swan. And oh, they still fair, do that. And yeah, they're still yeah. doing the TNA it, championship. They're still doing it. So it makes no sense to me. They, they've been building Moose. And, you know, I'm watching last week's episode now. They just had Moose and Swan beating each other up in the ring, staring at both belts. Then all of a sudden, this week's episode, they've gone, oh, Tommy Dreamer, yeah, you're um, you're old now. So um, we're, we're going to give you a world title shot. Hang on a minute. He's been in a, a backstage party liaison skit for the past two months, not doing anything. And then all of a sudden, he's actually going for the world title. So the way I look at it, I'm thinking with impact. Am I going to buy it or am I going to stay up and tune in for it? Because if you know, UK viewer, you've got to stay up till you're 12, 1 in the morning. Am I going to stay up for Tommy Dreamer versus Rich Swan? No, I'm not. If it was no. Moose, might be a chance on there. If Kenny Omega was facing him, 100% to be staying up for it. But, you know, I like Tommy Dreamer. I liked him even in ECW when he was retiring 10 odd years ago. You know, he's decent. He's really good to watch, but I'm not going to be tuning in to watch it. And it's, it's horrible to say because I watch it every week, but I'm not going to stay up to. But you know, you know what? This is the thing, and this is the booking. You know what the result's going to be before the match has even taken place. Yeah. You know, Rich Swan's going to retain, and you know we could have a a dedicated podcast and speak about Rich Swan being a world champion all night, whether he deserves it or whether he doesn't. (laughs) At the same time, no offense, you you could say, well, is the Impact Wrestling World Championship recognised as a wrestling world championship these days compared to you know what it was maybe ten years ago? I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of former stars and Tommy Dreamer, it was actually announced by Cultaholic today um, that it's been announced that WrestleMania this year um, is going to be classed as a parade of former stars. Um, Names that are going to appear are Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash and Stone Cold Steve Austin to name but a few. So the normal Um, people like turn up at WrestleMania anyway. It's it's (laughs) Raw Legends Night at WrestleMania. (laughs) They're just going to stand at the back. Mark Henry's just going to be talking to Randy Orton at the back for WrestleMania. That's That's literally it. (laughs) On his scooter. Can they, can they put Carlito in all the videos and then right at the last minute say he couldn't turn up because it was only a two minute cameo? <laughs> They're going to announce WrestleMania this year's got 25,000 fans on every night tuned in. And then, the, yeah, last minute, no one's there. Back at the Performance Center. <laughs> but to be, fair, to be fair, though, it is, like you said, I mean, Bradley's got it as his background now. It's it's Raymond James. Raymond James Stadium are hosting the Super Bowl this year as well. Top so. of Top of Oh, so, please don't. Wet. Don't don't, don't wet. even comment. Don't even comment. <laughs> but I mean, like, we'll, we'll see how the Super Bowl goes. If the Super Bowl goes well with Raymond James and they get all these fans in there. In America, they've had fans like at Lambeau and they've had them at, at um, Arrowhead and all these American football stadiums. And they have fans in attendance every week on AEW. So I don't think there's going to be an issue in regards to WrestleMania this year. I hope not. I am whether or not you know there's a question there about whether it's morally right or wrong or whatnot. But if it's done safe, I just want to see people back at sporting events for goodness mm. sake. Just so for a couple of out well, I'll say for one night, Saturday and Sunday isn't it again this year, but you know, just, for it's just too big a couple for of one. nights to just see it's just too big for one night. It certainly <laughs> is, it certainly is. That's what the wife says. Anyway, it's um <laughs> 
I just want to watch something that looks like it used to. A bit of normality, a bit of realism, because, you know, come Monday, they'll be back to shite again. So, <laughs> I mean, we'll see. But well, the, even if uh, it's half four, it'd be good. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd have 100 people there if it meant that there was somebody making a bit of noise in the crowd. I'm fed you up with like... these fake This Is Awesome chants and everything. <laughs> Don't get me started on the fake chants and... Uh, as in, <laughs> as an exclusive member of the Thunderdome, all oh, that it's fake. Trust me, I've shouted so much stuff that you don't even hear. <laughs> they mute you. They mute you. But um, Good, I'm you, not surprised. If, if you want to talk about fans? All you have to do is watch AEW and just listen to Jericho's entrance. That's all you need for just fan interaction. That is oh, like they mu- the best thing ever. They must dub that over though, because after no, like twenty thousand people singing it, and there's only about five hundred in the audience. It's sweet up, it is. I, I do it's it at home, and it's just as loud as 10,000 people. <laughs> That's what it is, then, is it? It's you reaching all the way over. There, it's like, it? what have I become? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> as far as WrestleMania this year, with it being a parade of former stars, as they're um, currently building it, or it's been reported, as I say, it's more or less a lock-on that Cena's going to be at the event and wrestling. Who's, he go- who's Cena going to face? Who, who can we see Cena facing this year? Because last year, I mean, let's not call it a match because it wasn't a match. Cinematic. But he had his cinematic experience. That was still great, though. Well. Oh, it was. It was. It was. But he lost. He technically lost, if we can call it a match. So this year, they're going to have seen. First of all, they're going to have Cena lose two years in a row. And if not, and he's, well, he's not a wrestler anymore, is he? He's an actor. Well, who's he going to beat? Who's who's he going to face? I think he's going to face Drew McIntyre. And when the title, go with that? he's going to beat Ric Flair. He's going to beat yeah, Ric Flair I, 16. I think he's going to come back and he's going to say to Drew McIntyre, you were fired for a reason. You were you were down and out alcoholic, basically not saying those words, but you were down and out. I don't think you're, you're trying to be me. You're not me. You're less than me. How about you? I face you for the... Um, World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania and see if you're as good as me because I don't think you're you're any good basically. If he comes back as a heel, that would be the best thing ever. Yeah. I, well, you wouldn't see that coming, would you? No. And like I said, if if he does do that, it will be great. And maybe, maybe we might talk about it later. But what if he comes back and wins the Rumble? That would be even better. Mm. Oh, well, we will it. get on to that, believe me. We will get on to that. <laughs> we certainly will. I if, just... we had, if we had to fantasy book, though, like if you said, right, who, who has Cena never faced? Who would you want him to face? There's one person that I want him to face before he retires, and that's Shinsuke Nakamura. Can you imagine the pop on that? Imagine what they could do, the cinematics with it, the storytelling. You know, I think that'd be incredible. I, I can see it, but how... What's the storyline going to be behind that? How, you, do you know what I mean? How are they going to... Because there's no... Casino's always been WWE. It's not like they face each other in New Japan or anything like that and they're bringing it or IWGP wherever Shinsuke was. Um, you know, it's not like they're bringing in that past one over to here. I just yeah, don't, sto- I don't story see line. what storyline they can make out of it. The way I would do it. Do you remember you know, a couple of years back when you had Cena there all the time? He's calling out The Undertaker. Where are you? 
why aren't you accepting my challenge? Well, it's the other way around. Now. Cena's not there. You know, mm. you've got Shinsuke Nakamura. He had an amazing show in the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, he could be there going, John Cena, where are you? And or there could be, a, a you know, a fan with a T-shirt on and he's turning the screen off. And, you know, all of a sudden he won't stop, um, you know, until he gets his match. And then, you know, he's tweeting Cena or whatever. And then Cena goes, you know what? You want a match at me? I'll give you a match. You know, they have their stare downs, their contract sign-ins. That, you know, he might have a Cena might have a match with Cesaro. That'd be pretty cool. Um, you know, build it up in a way. But those two having a match, very similar to having AJ versus Nakamura a few years back. That was incredible. You know, they always say at Mania you have one of those matches that are for the fans, the you know, the the light watch and the wrestling instead of the entertainment. Th- that element of it, you could see Cena versus Nakamura. And you know, it'd have interest everywhere. I think it'd be brilliant. I think definitely for the fans, but Nakamura's not a big enough draw for Cena. Not, not not just WrestleMania, any pay-per-view. I can't see that ever happening. <laughs> if you're talking about Cena, you have to talk like big, don't you? It has to be yeah. like massive. I'm going out on a limb. I think you'll face Edge. <sighs> I really, really do think you'll face Edge. One of the greatest oh. rivals of all time. Why not? Not Orton. Not Orton. Because I knew there was rumours of it being Orton again. I feel like WWE have gone in a direction now with Orton where it will be The Fiend with Orton. Something will happen with The Fiend. Yeah, because he still like, didn't he just randomly? Well, I say randomly, didn't he just like RKO Alexa? He did. As well? Yeah, with his burned face. That's gonna be Kane. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think, like maybe, maybe just because it's WWE, it's probably going to be Cena versus Triple H or something like that. Oh, oh, that's probably that. what it would be. <laughs> that's probably what it would be. He'll come out and basically, I wasn't allowed to come in because Paul wouldn't let me come back or something like that. <laughs> And they're basically just going to do all this stuff about real saying, you left for acting. He's like, yeah, but do we do use my home? He's like, no, nah, mate, you can't have it anymore. And then it's just no, going to be too. It's a celebration of past stars. It's going to be Cena Rock thrice in a lifetime. It's going to be. They are 1-1, so. That's or true. Just... We need the rubber match. Or it's just going to be a stupid, stupid, um, what's it called, part where Elias is playing a song and Cena's like, oh, this is rubbish. Fight me. Even though I'm pretty sure we've had this for years. But I still wouldn't put it past him. I still wouldn't. But of course, before we get to WrestleMania, we do have the Royal Rumble coming up this Sunday. The road to WrestleMania. The road to WrestleMania. Um, So we are going to give our predictions very shortly. Uh, We're going to have a run down the card and have a look at things. But before we get there, I was just curious to see what you guys thought were sort of really, what your opinions are on what your favourite Rumble match of all time is. Not necessarily the card, just the actual match itself. And it doesn't have to be for any specific reason as far as because it is the best, everything is subjective. Just really why why you enjoy it. Do you uh, want to kick us off, Dan? Yeah, sure. I mean, I love Rumbles. Right? Whenever I'm bored, I'm on the network. I can't find anything to watch. I'll go to Rumble. I'll always just put the actual Royal Rumble match on and I'll just sit there and watch it. You know, I'll be mesmerized every time. I'll always be surprised. I've watched them like five times each. But I'll always be surprised whoever comes out. Um, but my favorite one, it has to be 2001. And for many, many different reasons. Um, you know, it starts off with the Hardys coming in at one and three. They're beating up Bull Buchanan if you remember him, right to the sensors, music's hitting everywhere. And then all of a sudden, Drew Carey comes out. He's trying to pay off Kane. Kane's not having any of it. And then Raven comes out, hits him with a trash can, he panics and climbs over <laughs> the rope. But my favourite bit of it, and I always remember it, it's when the honky tonk man comes out. He's singing his song. He's like, come on, crowd, join in. And everyone's ignoring him. And then all of a sudden, Kane, Kane just, yeah, Kane hits him. <laughs> he's gone. 
Kane goes on a rampage. And But what I loved about that match is you've got Kane being the superstar, like he's one of the best Rumble performers ever. But then right at the end, it comes down to Austin and Kane. And you think, hang on a minute. Okay, we've known about Kane for a few years, you know, being four or five years he's been in the company. Isaac Yank and Diesel before that. But you're thinking, hang on a minute, can Kane do it? Even before the internet was buzzing about it, you're thinking, oh, they're going to make Kane here. But then Austin wins. But Austin fought back. He was beat up in the um, on the rampway by Triple H. He was beat up by Rikishi. But you look at all of the names that were in there. It started off with many of the um, lesser-known talents, um, you know, Bull Buchanan, you know, all of them. And then it turns out they've got The Rock in there. They've got Rikishi in there. Test comes in. You know, they've got all of the massive names. And then it ends up with Kane and Stone Cold. And Stone Cold ends up winning. Probably one of my favourite ones. That's one of my go-to ones. Because it's got for me, it's got everything in there. Yeah, I think... Like I said, it's the one that Kane obviously got the record for most eliminations in a moment as well. But my favourite moment, because I recently watched it today, because it was one of the ones I had to watch. My favourite moment is the guy in a sign dressed up as right for censor. <laughs> and, he's there, and he's there and he's there with a sign saying, entrant number 31. <laughs> right. So, I was going to go to you next, Joe. But if you don't mind, I might as well go next, because my favourite rumble of all time is also 2001. Um, it's the one I've watched the most. Um, many of the same reasons that yourself just said, so I won't reflect too much on those. Um, I did um, re-watch it again this evening before this. But there were so many things, and I was hoping if somebody else had picked 2001, they were going to point out the right to censor guy. Because he, if you watch, I can't remember at which part, obviously he goes mental every time a member of right to censor comes out. There's one point, though, um, he has a like a fit in the front row. Anybody who's listening to this needs to go back and watch. I can't. The problem is I can't remember where it is. He stands up at one point and his body just goes into full spasm. <laughs> and he starts having this fit, throwing his arm in the air. Then he just sits down and, and just like nobody looks at him. And it's just one of the funniest things that, that I that I've ever seen. But he, he, I mean, he's not the sole reason why that's the best one we'll ever. <laughs> the so, fans make it. The fans make it. <laughs> but he's just he, he he is hilarious like you say Dan as far as Kane I, I do think Kane should have won that that was the time for me you know we'd had Austin win before they could have there are some people that don't necessarily need the world championship and I do think Kane is one of them I know he's been world champion world heavyweight champion once and WWE champion once but if there was ever a time I know they were building up Austin again but god if there was ever a time to just because I think that's always going to be a bit of a downer for Kane's career on the side of things that he never won the Rumble. Yes, he's got the record. Until side. this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but I, I love I love the hardcore element, like you said, as far as Raven being in there and then Al Snow, Steve Blackman, um, you know, getting all the weapons um in there. So I, I, I love that bit. I love I mean, Jerry the King, Lol, and JR, obviously, as we know, just bounce off each other commentary-wise anyway. But I love Jerry the King, Lawler's commentary all the way through it. His mannerisms is, ah! all the way through. When when Kane's pyro hits and, and King screams. <laughs> <laughs> and some of, the, some of the lines he comes out with, like when the Hardy Boys eliminate themselves and King just goes, What idiots! He's done it! He's done it! He's won! He's Drew Carey's gonna go to WrestleMania. Just, yeah. but but my favorite my favorite line of commentary in that whole match doesn't come from um, King. It comes from Jr. And it's for no, it's not funny in itself. It's the context side of things. It's when 
I want to say Al Snow, but I've probably got that. I haven't bloody watched the thing earlier. Somebody goes out of the ring and brings in a bowling ball bag <laughs> with a bowling ball in. Now, it's obvious it's got a bowling ball in it because I think either the Raw or SmackDown before the event, they got the bowling ball bag out and took the bowling ball out and threw it at someone or rolled it at someone. But it's obvious it's a bowling ball bag anyway. <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler says, oh, here he is. He's got the bowling ball back. And JR goes, I don't know what's in that bag, that bowling bag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's what in that bag, that bowling bag, you know, that round object <laughs> protruding through the left in the bag. I don't know what's in there. A um, human skull. <laughs> <laughs> it's a but snake. It, <laughs> but, you, but you've obviously got uh, R-Truth's first appearance in there as well. K-Quick. Quick, yeah. You've got the... You've got the Big show returning, honky tonk marathon. Like I say, Haku comes in at number 29 out of nowhere <laughs> yeah. for some reason. He just he just turns up and then I don't think you ever see him again. He might have had a short term deal and then got released after that, not far after this. But yeah, and, and Stone Cold Steve Austin getting bloodied up by Triple H. I mean, he that was a blade job, that was. He was pouring out of his forehead. That blood. Yeah. But yeah, other than it's my favourite, like I said. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just I, I would have liked to have seen Kane run it, but overall, it's great. And yeah. if there's one thing people go back and listen to in that match, if it's not the, um, if it's if it's not the, oops, someone's house is burning down. If it's not the um, JR line of commentary, it's it's just got to be Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy, and they take the tops off, and Matt Hardy throws about three punches at Jeff, and he connects, and the noise it echoes around <laughs> that arena, even with all the noise. So, yeah. Great match, definitely up there. I was going to say, you missed, a, you missed a moment there. You could have said it was right to censor coming out with that alarm going off. But like you said, though, with, with the commentary, the best thing about it, like I've watched about four today, I think four or five Royal Rumbles today. And the best thing, like you said, is Jerry Lawler. Like every every adventure, this is my pick right now. He's gonna do it. He's gonna win it all. Gets thrown over. I knew he couldn't do it. Here's <laughs> my pick. Here he is. So, was it which um, Rebel the Ring Mysterio um, return? Was it 2018? Yeah. Was it 2017 or 2018? One of them. And he's going, my pick. My pick is here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you see how that insider information he did. Go on then, Brad. <laughs> what's your uh, what's your match? My favourite Raw Rumble ever was uh, the 2008 one, where John Cena returned after like a very long time out with injury. Um, I was eight at the time. I was eight years old at the time. Can we just so, stop uh, the podcast for a minute and just reflect on the fact that in 2008, Bradley was eight? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> old. almost okay. old enough to be. We were dad. only eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Brad. Yeah, I was, well, I was eight years old, so I didn't stay up. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't allowed. I had to tape it. <laughs> I took, I mean, my dad taped it for me on VHS. What's a video? <laughs> uh, no, honestly, though. But seeing that that match, because you had you had the um, what was it was it the take taker and Shawn Michaels started it. Yeah. Um, I believe, and I, that set up obviously the WrestleMania um, stuff as well, because you had Shawn Michaels eliminate the Undertaker. Um, Batista was in there. Triple H was in there. You had um, Rowdy Roddy Piper was in there as well. He yeah. came in, got eliminated straight away um, after a little back and forth with Superfly. Um, but yeah, John Cena returning. Me at eight years old went absolutely mental. 
Um, and then to see him win it as well was even better. Again. It was it's, it was mental though because like you said, he had his surgery. He's supposed to be out for like five months more than what he did. He just came back and was like, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm John Cena. Do whatever I want." He saw his little scars. Like, I'm still gonna f. I'm still gonna f you over the ropes. I don't care. It was the it was the bit at the end where um you had the final three of Triple H, uh John Cena and Batista and they're all doing their uh their signature you know taunts and stuff. You had John Cena doing the you can't see me, the Triple H doing the yeah. DX sign, and Batista doing the the thumbs up thumbs down thing. But yeah, it, I, like I said, I was eight years old, so to me it was brilliant. No, I still think that's one. probably one of the best moments ever. Like uh, for those people who don't like John Cena, anyway, that that moment to come back. I, I always look, I love a good comeback. Anyway, like when Triple H came back after like eleven months out, and then I had his moment in Madison Square Garden. John Cena's return is probably the ba- the best return ever. It was just amazing. Can we say it was better though than the two thousand and two? Debut of one Ernest the Cat Miller. <laughs> Can we say it's better than <laughs> it's dang for the seventh time? <laughs> <laughs> what have you? Um, what have you gone with, Joe? Um, I've gone for quite a recent one. I've said 2016 Royal Rumble, just purely for the AJ um, debut because the pop. Everyone was rumored, "Oh, is AJ coming? Is he not coming?" Everyone's like, "Yeah, he's definitely coming," but nobody actually knew. Like it was heavy room, but it was a massive surprise. And and the mini went, You want none? You don't want it. Like, who's this? Who's this? And then is it, is it, is it? It's AJ Styles. Phenomenal. And literally everyone it's the biggest pop I think I've ever heard since well, Edge last year was a massive pop, but I was like the biggest pop I've ever heard. I was like, oh my god, I was going mental because I love AJ Styles and I was following him back in his TNA days, so I loved it. Is that did Triple H win that year? Yeah, yeah, it was um, the championship was on the line for the Rumble. So whoever won the Rumble won the WWE Championship. Of course it was. Yeah, I um, just, I just remember. Sorry, Brad. I just gonna say, I just remember specifically, and I've obviously just like everyone, I've watched that moment back so many times of AJ debuting, which I think is great. That obviously the wrestling world as a whole knows who AJ Styles is or, or was when. Um, he debuted. Obviously, you've got your younger fans, but the danger, I think, and I think he was worried about it as well because he watched his documentary on the network. You know, he was worried that, you know, anyone who wasn't, you know, a hardcore fan might not know who he is. But, you know, even the younger fans who didn't necessarily watch Impact, watch TNA, knew who he was and that pop that he got is fantastic. My only gripe about it, and this just comes down to poor WWE commentary, I'm assuming it's Byron Saxon who was doing the commentary at the time. <laughs> And AJ comes out and he goes, is it? Is it? And he's on camera. AJ Styles is on camera. He's walking out and the crowd's going mad. And Byron Saxon <laughs> waits until his name, AJ Styles, comes up on the screen. And he goes, it is! It is! And he just like, hang on. He's been on screen for two minutes. <laughs> is it? Is it? It is! Hey, it could have been AJ Swoggle. It could have been AJ Swoggle yesterday. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't put it past him. There's a rumble entry for you this year. Good I'm going to quickly just go out on something that I learned about um, AJ Styles on that debut as well. Um, obviously, he came in at entrance number three um, in that rumble. And apparently, that was all planned by WWE because he was the hottest free agent on the market. Oh, so that's why he oh, came that in. Like free. free agent. <laughs> Did somebody say... <laughs> Three minutes. 
Three <laughs> minute one in. It doesn't matter whether it lasts fifteen years. Oh, that that's going off on a tangent now, but that was incredible. <laughs> Nobody knew that was Eric Bischoff. I certainly didn't know that was Eric Bischoff. But you know where um, have to do an episode on that. You know with the AJ Styles music where you hear it, like Joe said, uh, you ain't want none or whatever he, whatever it says. We don't Did you know who? <laughs> do you know who that music was meant for? Yes. Oh no, I read this the other day. Hang on. Yeah. We're all gonna have to go silent. Save for it for the quiz. The <laughs> it Save it for the quiz bonus round. Oh, I knew who this was gonna be. Was it for a um current superstar or another one that was gonna debut? I'll give you a clue. Sorry about your damn luck. There we go then. There we go. Yeah, it was James Storm, wasn't it? Because um, I'm rewatching Breaking Ground. I've just finished watching Breaking Ground. Brad's watching it now on my recommendation. And if you look in, in some of the scenes, you can see James Storm because he did a few matches at TakeOver. Mm. I really wish he signed with WWE and they, you know, kept uh, Robert Roode and them like as a team because they were amazing. Um, but can you imagine having like um, Storm coming out with that music? It just wouldn't make any sense if it's AJ so no. well. I'm glad Storm didn't, to be honest. I'm glad he didn't sign because look at what they did with Braden Walker. <laughs> and I'm going to knock your block off. <laughs> still the greatest DVD ever by WWE. When is it coming out? I love that video. That's so good. Check that on YouTube, guys. If you the time Braden Walker spoke to Matt Hardy backstage. <laughs> And hey, that time he I stood on the stage with his hands on his hips. <laughs> That's brilliant. What have you, uh, what have you got, Jamie? I had to, oh. I was going through a few different ones, but um, my most memorable one is 98. It's the first like proper hardcore rumble because it started going into the Attitude Era. You've got the three faces of Foley just coming out three times and then um, starts off with fucking Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie just going mental on each other. And then Stone Cold winning it all again, which is back to back. And I, I love like Stone Cold is is wrestling to me. That's all I grew up with. But um, my only other one that I did want to proper mention was 2003. Like Jericho and Sean at the start was amazing. Like Jericho and Sean is probably one of the best rivalries ever. And Jericho is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and so underappreciated for what he actually has done for the business. But the Jericho. And Sean rivalry and that rumble, like the first one and two, was amazing. Like, and then obviously it's set up for that even better, which is probably arguably one of the best WrestleMania matches ever. That was um, that was a great feud. I, I think I preferred their feud in was it two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight? Though, was that the one where um, didn't Jericho lamp Shawn Michaels' wife? It was planned, yeah. but he he connected a bit too hard, didn't he? And he yeah. <laughs> Okay, for a right family, <laughs> it was really awful. He probably whacked her one. Yeah. That was a great view. They had a great ladder match as well. That's really underappreciated as well. But, um, but with the um... that was the Geratron. He threw him into the Geratron. Yeah. My eye, my eye. <laughs> but um, with the 2003 one as well, if you remember who won it, it was the next big thing, Brock Lesnar, and he completely like dominated most of it. And I think um, eliminated Undertaker right at the end as well. Uh, which is a nice little foreshadowing for a few WrestleManias later. WrestleMania, baby. Woo! <laughs> but no, yeah, like Free Face of Foley is always my most memorable Royal Rumble. Like, it's one of my most favorite moments in Rumble history. The one I was going to rewatch was 2007, which is Undertaker v. Sean as the last two. And they wrestle for about 10 minutes, like, like literally just the two of them as the last two. And it's like, you don't get to see that main, mainly Roy one, but it's just like, oh, I've eliminated someone. I'm going to get distracted. I'm just going to come behind you and throw you over because you're distracted. 
But them two wrestling for about 10 minutes. And then obviously you had 2008, didn't you, on your one. Then they were number one and two the year after. And again, they put on a clinic. And again, they've put some... Like Sean Mark's Wait a minute, are we trying to say that WWE had long-term booking? <laughs> Well, yeah, the rock, the rock and Cena was a year in advance. Oh my good god! <laughs> the night after WrestleMania for the WrestleMania the year after. <laughs> Fantastic! So obviously we've got the Rumble this Sunday. Exciting! You haven't even said yours. I oh, two thousand and one. You obviously oh, no weren't listening. I agree with that. that. Dear God yeah. Almighty! Dear God, I um, will throw out. Um, I will throw out yours though with the three faces of Foley. I do enjoy that. I do, it's, so I have a soft spot for nineteen ninety nine. Um, Vince McMahon winning. Uh, <laughs> the one where he just pulls his legs. Is that <laughs> just, <one>? Yeah, <laughs> I just. It was a good story, you know. We're at the height of the Austin McMahon feud, and yeah, we won't go into the WrestleMania <laughs> built up in the lead <laughs> to that. But um, I do have a soft spot for that. But obviously, like I say, we've got the uh, we've got the Rumble this week. I'm working Monday, and that's going to be I've got to take off. Me I'm too. I'm, I'm at university. Oh. I'll be in the Thunderdome. Don't worry, guys. You'll see my face. Go I on. think I'm working <laughs> a step seven till four Monday. So, um, yeah, that could be fun. I don't know whether I'll be going to bed. But anyhow, I'm looking forward to it. I don't usually stay up live for many of the events unless it's Rumble or WrestleMania. I usually watch them um, the next day. So... Um, Unfortunately, I say I'm going to be my own event. worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you, maybe a few years back, but I'm getting an old man now. That's a problem. I can barely walk up the stairs without my knees buckling, let alone go to bed. <laughs> I got so his a... in half. <laughs> <laughs> let's have a um, let's have a rundown of the card, then let's get some predictions. So, for anyone um, who's listening, we're going to be doing pay-per-view predictions going forward. We're going to keep a bit of a league table and then at the end of the year we'll see who's won and they will win absolute jack shit at the end of it all. <laughs> and, and so it's just for a bit of fun. We'll win um, this Sega Game Gear. <laughs> <laughs> keep your high-tech gaming equipment away from me. It's um, a mini Sega Mega Drive. There you go. It's not even mine. I don't even have the Sega Mini. I, need to, I do need to buy it. <laughs> Too much money spent on the PS5. Anyhow, <laughs> we've only got a few matches um, announced. I don't know if they're going to announce any more, because let's not forget, we've got two Rumbles. They're going to go an hour and a half each, at least. Um, and yeah, I assume they'll want to be wanting to keep it under four hours. I, I've noticed since the pandemic and since it's been um, the Thunderdome itself, they've been trying to keep the pay-per-views around three hours, haven't they? Which is... Yeah. Um, so I think for the Rumble, you know, four hours, I'll probably try and keep it around that. So what have we got? One, two, three, four, five. We've only got the five matches. Mm-hmm. Let's make it easy. Let's just go around everybody. Um, we'll start off with the... For, this is in no particular order. I know that they are going to... They've already announced they're going to start the pay-per-view with the Women's Rumble, but we'll leave the Rumble matches to the end. So we'll start off with the only tag match for the show or the only one announced so far. That's for the Women's Tag Team Championships. That's... The champions, Charlotte Flair and Asuka versus Nia Jax and Sheena Baszler. Right, let's go with Joe. What are we thinking? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm guessing Charlotte Flair and Asuka will retain. I, I'm guessing they're going to go down the route of 
Sheena Beesler and Nia Jax just turning on each other and it's just going to get really vicious and they're just going to end up beating the shit out of each other. That's the way I think I'm, it's going to go. I can't see it going any other way. So you're going with Britain? Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte and Asuka. That's fine then. Lovely. What have we got, Brad? I'm going flip side. Uh, I'm going Nia Jax and Sheena Beesler winning. Um, and I've got Oscar and Charlotte, well, Charlotte more likely turning on Oscar at the end and setting up a re- WrestleMania match. For God's sake. I have to, unfortunately, I have to agree with Brad here, and I'm not <laughs> going to say that very often during this podcast, hopefully not. But I have the exact same feeling, unfortunately. But I'll come back, I'll come back more <laughs> about that match later on when we speak about the Rumbles. So, Jamie, you've got the same as well, then. I said, I, I reckon, like, Charlotte's going to turn on Asuka because Charlotte's not a face. She's, she's not a good face. She's better heel, like, saying that she's the best. She has to be that. And I think Charlotte Flair v. Asuka, like said, at Mania would be a better match than half of the women's card that they've got at the minute. Yeah. Fair enough, Dan. Okay, so I've got a bit of thought process on this one. Bear with me on it. Um, so on NXT, we've got the Dusty Cup, yeah? So we've got the men's Dusty Cup, they get a tag team title shot. The women's Dusty Cup, they haven't announced what they get. So if you think about it, there's women's tag titles. Theoretically, the winners of the Dusty Cup for the women is going to be The Way, or it's going to be Dakota and um, Gonzalez. So both heel teams. It's going to be one of those two. So if you want heel, you need a face team to face them. So who's better as a women's tag team champions? to face probably Dakota and Raquel probably yeah. would be Charlotte and um, Asuka those two in a match put them on like an NXT special you know the one that's coming up in February put those two in a match maybe even in the main event I guess you'd, you know it'll elevate Dakota and Raquel I think that match is money that will be brilliant and then when they do come over to the roster eventually you know being like the new school Diesel and Shawn Michaels, I think that match would be insane so for me I'm picking Charlotte and Asuka mainly because I want to see the winner of the Dusty Cup face them, and it has to be a heel team winning that tournament. So it, it sets up really nicely for takeover, and it adds another match. Or, you know, already stacked looking card that they're looking to get. Fair enough. I'm going to reflect that by agreeing with your decision. I put no thought into it though, like you did. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's, like it's always sunny Philadelphia where you've got all the in the back. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, uh, yeah, WWE booking. I mean, they'll probably change their mind on half of these results that they've already come up with on the day. Vince will change his mind anyhow. But I was just going with Oscar and Charlotte Flair to retain. They've only just won the belts. Um, Naya and Shayna have been champs before, have they? Or have I made that? Yes, they yeah. yeah um, I've got no reasoning, no thoughts behind it specifically. I'll just go for them to retain. We'll go on to the um, Universal title match next. We've got Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, not Adam Pearce. We've got Kevin Owens back in the frame. I would assume this is probably going to be a straightforward, simple, easy one that we don't need to spend much time on unless Dan's got any miraculous um, <laughs> ideas of what they're going to do. So this is how I'll book it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Reigns to retain for me, Jamie. Yeah, I think, like I said, I- if they're going along the route of what we think they're going to be doing, it's going to be Rock versus Reigns at WrestleMania, isn't it? So Reigns has what, to keep this the year? title. No, not this year, surely. Maybe next it's, year. It's in Florida. Oh, for God. Small Dynasty. 
I they're think all... I don't think they're going to do it this year. But anyway, that's a conversation for later. But you're going with Reigns. Yeah, Reigns. Reigns is going to win. I'd love Kevin Owens to be champion. He's he's done so well this year, and his his promos are the best thing on SmackDown. But yeah, Reigns. Fair enough, Dan. Um, yeah, I'm going opposite to you guys again. Um, no thought process what? on. Yeah, no thought process <laughs> on this one, but. I'm going KO. The main reason for that, very similar with the Randy storyline a few months ago, if Randy kept losing, it's going to make him look weak. Very similar with Kevin Owens. You haven't really got a main event, massive start, you know, Daniel Bryan and Shinsuke aside. So I've got a feeling that it's going to be Kevin Owens. He's not going to keep the belt that long. You know, we've got Elimination Chamber coming up shortly after that, where he probably he probably dropped the belt the next night on SmackDown, you know, at your bully Adam Pearce, uh, Roman Reigns will. Um, but I think we might see an upset and, you know, I'll get people tuning in. Um, think- it's, it's the way against see going. It's it's a I would maybe consider that if it was a normal match, but it's last man standing match. Is it? I can't see. Yeah, yeah apparently. Oh. Last, so I, I can't, I can't see Reigns down one. there. I can't see Reigns down for ten seconds. They, they won't let that happen. I was it literally was just going to change yeah. my mind. I was going to change my mind and say Kevin Owens would win by DQ because Reigns would do something stupid, so he retained the belt but lost the DQ. <laughs> I didn't even realise it was last man. It's a last man stand. I, I'm the Reigns, host of Reigns a wrestling going down. podcast. <laughs> I didn't know that it was last man stand. Yeah, Reigns ain't Fair staying enough. down for 10 seconds. For no. 10 counts. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got, Joe? Um, I'm going to agree with you and say Roman Reigns, but I'm going to reckon it's going to be very, very close. They're going to beat the ever-lover shit out of each other and batter each other. But I reckon it's last man standing. Like, Jey Uso and Jimmy's going to come out with a, like, chains or something and like basically commit homicide and just like tag him for the rafters or something I just like bury him <laughs> under chairs and stuff just to keep it down for 10 seconds and at the end Roman's just going to stand over him with his boot over his face I really oh. want no one to win but he's not going to win I have an argument now the only way Roman Reigns can stay down is if the rock returns <laughs> and rock bottoms it because the rock bottom will keep him down for 10 seconds that's all you need one rock bottom but um I mean, I'd love Kevin Owens to be like the Stone Cold and just like, I reckon he's going to win, but or, or he's going to like lose, but he's going to be like proper, like put in a massive fight and he's finally going to get his moment yeah. like Stone Cold. But um, you know, like when he, some way he passed out uh, to the sharpshooter by Brett, like Owens is this generation Stone Cold. And obviously you can't do as much, but yeah. But He's a poor man, Stone Cold. He's a Poor man, Stone Cold. Why? Because he does the stunner. It's shite as well, I must say, that stunner. That stunner (laughs) is absolute dog shit as well. That was the original stunner. I was watching some, like, the 97 Rumble. His stunner was awful then. (laughs) (laughs) The Rock made that stunner. Who are you going with, Brad? As soon as The Rock started overselling it, that's when it got big. (laughs) Um, I'm just going straight up, just Roman Reigns will win. Nice it's going to be a brutal game, uh, match. Um, it, it's going to be one of the best matches of the night as well. I can safely say yeah. that, but Roman's winning quite easy. Brilliant. So that brings us on nicely. I don't know if nicely is the right word because this is slightly oh, worrying, gosh. this match. Yeah, you know where we're going with this one. <laughs> We've got the WWE title. <laughs> we have the champion, Drew McIntyre, defending against Goldberg. I'll go first on this one. Um I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on to the hope. I'm gonna keep <laughs> the faith for all of us on this one, and I'm gonna say that Drew McIntyre retains. He's gonna beat Goldberg, and he's gonna beat Goldberg clean. Now, I will bring your attention to 
a tweet that was put out today. I don't know if many of you know of or follow WrestleVotes, the um, Twitter account. No. This is a Twitter account that's run by somebody who has somebody um, with the insider knowledge. They usually tweet once or twice uh, a week, and they are never wrong. They know what's going to happen. Um yeah, that when I say they're never wrong, that they are never wrong. They know everything down to a T. Effectively, they tweeted um, earlier on today and effectively just said, there is a quote regarding the Royal Rumble. It may be the men's Royal Rumble match that they're referring to here, or it could be the event itself. My worry is that it could slightly be, if it's not about the men's Royal Rumble, it's about this McIntyre-Goldberg match. Um, he said, effectively, uh, there's a brief conversation that's been had earlier with a source regarding the Royal Rumble, and they have said, and I quote, there's a finish that scares the death out of me, and it's legitimately getting heavy consideration. <laughs> so that is either the men's Rumble match, which we will get on to, so I won't go into that in a moment, or it could be this one. Um I know what it is, but I will. I will go with McIntyre. And um, so what do you think, Jamie, on this one? McIntyre, like Goldberg, you can fuck off. I'd rather have Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know how much of a massive fan I am of Goldberg, anyway. But I'd rather see Goldberg <laughs> in the spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Goldberg. I'm there. What have we got? Bring what have we got, Dan? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually agreeing with you guys on this one. It has to be McIntyre. Is there anyone that isn't? We all go in. We all go in. Drew McIntyre. Are we yeah. all keeping the faith. Yes. Yeah. Please, please kill Goldberg. Please put him in the retirement home and put him with drugs and stuff. Please. He can go to AEW and face Sting. It's Goldberg <laughs> back on TNT for the first time in 20 years. Oh. Right, lovely. Old so, <laughs> we um, well, this is it. I, I, does he own copyright to his name, or does the WWE well, hold intellectual copyright? Is he going to have to? Name. No, Bill I know it's his actual name. So yeah. I know it's his actual name, but like the actual term itself, that's not copyright, is it? He wouldn't have to just turn no. up as Bill. If it's, would your, he? if it's your actual name, I don't think they can copyright your actual name. If if it's your like gimmick name like Chris Jericho, then they could copyright it. But if it's your actual name, they can't. I think. Yeah. Let's let's hope. Right. This brings us on to the um, Royal Rumble for the women. Now, what I want to hear out of you on this one is is I want to hear a sensible winner who you think it's more like more like than likely going to be. I want to hear it out-of-the-box winner, someone who could win it but probably isn't going to. And I want to hear your surprise entrance. So that can either be returns at Passive Stars or NXT debutants, anything like that. So we'll go with three of them. So we'll start with Jamie. Who do you got as your sensible winner to start with? Um, I think the most sensible... <laughs> for <laughs> I think I think the most sensible one is D. Brian, isn't it? But what in the uh, women's rumble? Oh, the women's. For God's <laughs> the sake. women's rumble. <laughs> um, He's grown okay. that hair back. The women's one. I'd I'd love it to be Alexa. Everything she's done this year, it deserves to be Alexa. I'd, no, yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you agree, so that's fine. Uh, but um, yeah, I think. I think it's going to be a surprise. I don't think it's going to be Alexa. Like, maybe Bianca Belair. 
Is that your out of the box winner? Yes, yeah. I'll take that noise as yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Any surprise Alexa, entrance? I hope. I, I, I want it to happen. I, there's been rumours that it might. Um, I, I would lose my shit if all of a sudden this went boom, 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 boom. I don't give a damn about my bad reputation. <laughs> if Ronda Rousey comes back, like that, that's. But it. if she comes back, she's coming back to win it, surely. Yeah. Yeah. So again, like if she comes back, she's winning it. If she's not, probably Bianca Belair just for bands. Um, I'd like I'd like to see Ronda Rousey. Um, but there's somebody else that might come back, which I'll talk about the men's, but it could also be the women's as well. Maybe both. Interesting. We'll go to Bradley. What have we got? Um, I've got the person winning it as uh, Rhea Ripley, actually. Ooh. Um, I'm going with a bit of fantasy booking, yeah. Um, I've said it a couple of times to different people, and a couple of people <laughs> actually quite like the idea as well of it, is Rhea comes back after this, after she got injured in her last match with Raquel Gonzalez wins the Rumble, and this takes me back onto the Charlotte and Oscar uh, match earlier. Charlotte then beats um, Oscar at either Fastlane or Elimination Chamber for the title, setting up Ripley versus uh, Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania, the flip side of what happened last year where Flair bought Ripley yeah, for the, the NXT, NXT title, yeah. and I think Ripley will get her moment in front of... Because if you, I don't know if you watched the... Um, watched a documentary with her in it she's always dreamed of the moment in front of her friends and family of winning the, the championship and I think that's where they'll let her have a moment is at this Wrestlemania Fair enough Do you have a out of the box type winner? Um, I've gone Bianca Belair just because she's, oh. um, I know they're setting up a feud between her and Bailey at the moment but she, like they've, they've strapped the rocket to her ever since she's arrived on, on Smackdown I think she's She had a big rumble last year didn't she? Yeah exactly um, yeah, was she like number two last year? Something like that. She wasn't she the wasn't she the Iron Woman? Something like sure. that. She, la- she lasted the longest. Yeah. So I've I've yeah. got three returns. I think are going to happen. One one is a not really return. One's a, a debut. Um, okay. Two returns. I got. I reckon Trish Stratus will be there for the star power. Um, and I can actually see Becky Lynch coming back. Ooh. And but. The debut one that I was on about, which I reckon will be a big surprise and will be massive, is if Tessa Blanchard shows up at the Rumble. Oh, that's a good shout. I didn't think about Tessa. Because with Tessa, you could have a debut and it doesn't matter that she doesn't win it, a bit like AJ Styles and things like that. That's a great great thing. What I will flag you up on, though, with Becky Lynch is, again, much like with Jamie, do you not think if Becky Lynch returns, she's got to win it? Unless, I suppose, it sets up a feud of whoever eliminates her, of course. Exactly. And yeah. then it's a case of who eliminates. Exactly. Exactly. So that that is obviously the downfall, but that is what I'd like to see because again, the pop. Um, I think it's 2019 when she replaced Lana, was was mm. one of the loudest I've ever heard. So if there if there was, well, hopefully, if there was fans in here, I don't think there will be. But you can imagine a reaction. Absolutely. Right. Let's go with Joe. Um, I've got Bianca Belair to win the whole thing. That's your sensible guess, is it? Um, yeah, and I think she's going to take face Sasha, but Sasha's going to be turning heel. Um, my out of the box is Natalia because Natalia's been on TV lately with Tamina and said, "I've been here for fifteen years. No one respects me. Everyone thinks I'm a joke. I'm 
a member of the Hart family, I think they're going to push Natalia as an out-of-the-box person. Uh, yeah, I could maybe see her being the Iron Woman and have a good show in, maybe. Yeah. Um, my surprise, I've got two. I would, I've put Taya Valkyrie down because she was found out to be the, mur- uh, the murderer of Johnny Bravo on TNA. And then at the end of TNA, Tommy Juba said, oh, she's going to spend two or three years in Stanford. <laughs> so I, and she's the wife of John Morrison. So I've got a feeling that she's going to debut at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. The Women's Royal Rumble. It's a and, great idea. And the call-up, I'm going to say, same as Brad, it's going to be Rhea Ripley being called up. And if she is called up, I reckon she's going to win the entire thing and face Asuka or Charlotte Freire, whoever's the Women's Champion. Brilliant. I'll note that down. Dan? Um, so, winner, I've got Bailey. Mm-hmm. Mainly because, you know, you want all of the four horsewomen to win at one stage. She's not really doing much. And, you know, her in the main event against whoever, we'll all watch it. We'll all enjoy it. It'll be a decent match. They could even do Sasha Banks again and we'll all pay for it. We'll all be fine for it. Um, my outside of it, it's maybe a little bit far-fetched, but I'm going to go with Paige. Oh, she's, she's had too much <laughs> shit with WWE at the minute with Twitch and everything. No, I don't think Yeah, but would. wasn't she, isn't she going to be on backstage or something this <clears throat> yep. week or something? So she's she's back in the fold. Whether or not she'll come out of retirement. I don't do you know think what she, didn't I don't even. think she can, but... Well, they said I, that I, about I would love it, like they said that about Sting. I'll tell you what, like there's only one person I'd pop more for than Ronda and Paige, and it's never going to happen. But if AJ Lee ever came back, I'd lose my shit Ooh. as well. Yeah, but yeah. Like, if, if Paige came back, I would lose my shit. Like, yeah. If if that if that started going, she's coming out going <laughs> a little move that she does. <laughs> but um, what's all that? that my, I've got a couple. Um, I mean, I had Ty Valkyrie down as um, somebody who could surprise and be there as well. Um, I've got Gigi Dolan noted down as well. Um, name you might not know, but you'll know Priscilla Kelly. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She um, had a really good show in on 205. I recommend watching that match on 205. I've seen the show twice. It's brilliant. Um, she had a really good show in, really good character. And if you remember last year, they did it with um, the, the, the tank girl, whatever her name is. Um, Charlotte Blacker, yeah, she debuted. She had that um, thing on Evolve, and then she debuted on NXT. And then maybe a week later, she was in the Rumble. So I could see the same with Priscilla Kelly. She's got a good character. She's there anyway. People know who she is. Um, so she was a name, and I agree. I think Rhea Ripley is a deadlock for uh, being in that. You know, I can't necessarily see her winning, but I think she'll have a strong showing. And I do think that call up is probably uh, on the horizon for her as well. Fantastic. I. I'm going to agree with you as my sensible winner. I've also picked Bailey. I'm very much on the same thought as you as far as getting the four horsewomen inside of things done. Um, plus, I don't know where else she's going to go WrestleMania-wise if she doesn't win it. Um, so I'm going for Bailey. My out-of-the-box winner, I'm going for Charlotte Flair winning it two years in a row. Very much like Stone Cold. I think they just want to build her up to be like a dad as far as that star power and whatnot. I hope she doesn't. Um, I, nothing against her. I quite like Charlotte Flair. I, I just would like to see somebody different do it, but I've just got this feeling that she's going to... Uh, and do you know what? This is going to contradict my previous prediction as far as saying Aston and Charlotte Flair will retain, but especially if she, they don't retain, she loses. Um, you know, she's in the Rumble, and she ends up winning the Rumble, which is, you know, far better than the meantime chance to go on to 
fight for the women's championship at WrestleMania. Um, so yeah, Bailey's my sensible. Charlotte is my out there pick. My return slash debut. I've got one NXT debut and, and two returns. My NXT debut we've just mentioned it is Shotzi Blackheart. That's who I'm going for. I just they they like to just throw these random ones in every now and again. And I think her coming down to the ring with the tank will just be a bit of exposure for her. Um, for people that don't watch NXT and for the younger viewers as well to kind of help her for when she eventually gets on the main roster. Um, my two returns, I, I, I'm not including this. I had Lita and deleted her because I thought it's been a couple of years since she's been in it. But I don't. I'm going with Eva Marie as one. Yeah. Because there's been rumours that she's back and signed and at the Performance Centre. And even if she comes out and does the same gimmick where she comes in and then suddenly goes, oh, I can't do anything because we believe her ass chat's broken or whatever that awful storyline <laughs> she had a few years back before she got released and then has to eliminate herself, something like that, or just gets eliminated. But I'm going for Eva Marie. Um, and my other return, again, only because it's been rumoured and she hasn't turned up yet, and I just thought it'd be good for a one-off, is Melina. Ooh, yeah, um, I agree with that. So I, I I just thought why why not and um, maybe even Victoria because she was rumored last year and it never happened but I just think with the goings on of Melina lately and the fact that she's not come back and probably should have done that's who I'm going with. I was gonna say right. usually a solid return usually would be Kelly Kelly as well but she's done I've it. She's been in both of them. Yeah, I've had it. Only because I've met her, you jealous. <laughs> 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 right, let's get on to the main event. Interestingly enough, and I probably should have said this before, and I don't know if anybody's noticed or, or heard of it, but um, they have announced that, and I can't believe they're doing this, on WWE Backstage this Saturday, they are going to announce the first two entrants in the Women's Rumble and the number 30 <coughs> entrant into the Men's Rumble. So all that great surprise that we all love, who's going to be number 30, who's it going to be, well, we're going to find out anyway. So surely number 29 is going to be decent. Yeah, number knows. 29 would be the big um, one, unless it's some so random... Like, it's the big show, be... it is no, the big show. It's like, oh my God, this is going to be the best thing ever. It's like, oh my God, we're waiting for number 13, and it's like, Jeff Hardy, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I remember like one year I was like oh my god who's number, who's number 13 it was some kind of like, mid card job and I was like, oh. <laughs> wasn't Dolph Ziggler a couple of years back after he said yeah he they were like, like I don't know yeah. they were like oh he, he's back and I'm there like hang on when do he leave <laughs> is it could it be it is right so main event men's rumble um yeah let's start with Jamie Let's get your sensible win, you're out your box and you return. Yeah, so Alexa Bliss for this one. <laughs> no, Daniel Bryan. Um, I mean, does the massive rumour that Brock's going to come back and if Brock comes back, there's no way that he's not winning that thing. So my outsider is Brock. My main winner is going to be D. Bryan. And my surprise return, which I was going to say again, maybe for the women's, is Seth Rollins. Like if Seth Rollins is either gonna be Seth Rollins or Becky Lynch, one of them's gonna come back. That's but not. Seth Rollins, oh, it's I gonna be not. it's gonna be Seth Rollins or Becky Lynch. One of them's gonna come back, and it's gonna be Seth Rollins. Um, we got debuting or returns rather. Well, that, that's who I've got. Seth Rollins to return. Oh, just just uh, any others. Seth Rollins to return, and then. CM Punk. Piss <laughs> off! <laughs> Don't you laughing? Don't you having? Um. I'd love him to come back, but um, Samoa Joe, I'll go for a wild one. Why not? 
Oh yeah, true. Yeah, that's good. I mean, Any... how many times has Jerry Lawler come out of the commentator seat to just come into it? Could you imagine Joe, <laughs> Joe just sits up and he's wearing his shorts? He's like, I'm here, boys. Ain't gonna happen. Yeah, so, yeah. Brilliant. Bradley, what have we got? Um, I'm going as my main winner as Keith Lee. Um, just be- What's seen- that thing Dan Spacey just pulled there? The oh, please, no more. No more I've, Keith um, Lee. I've seen loads of rumours um, leaked everywhere that he's winning this. Everywhere. I mean, literally. What have everywhere. you been reading? I've not seen that anywhere. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, everything. I've seen that. He's and he's. I think he's one of the highest people on Sky Bet Odds as well at the moment. Um, he's fourth. I'm looking at it right now. No, um, <laughs> hey, well, no, no, no. Well, let's be honest. That's higher than the gobbledygooker. I'll tell you who is 150 to one now. Go on, Grant Holt. <laughs> oh, the former Norwich striker. Grant is he Holt. still at the performance centre, or was that a one and gone? I have no idea. But could you imagine he just randomly turns up? I mean, nobody would know who he is. Nobody would know who he is. I mean, there's rumours that maybe Pat McAfee might turn up. You never know. Oh, do you? I hope not. I he hope had not. a good showing in that NXT match, but so, yeah, I'm I'm going Keithley. I know it's a bit out there, but yeah, I'm going for Keithley as my main. Right, if that's out there, what's your out of the box one? My out of the box one is Adam Cole. Hey, bay, bay, bay. So you can't say Adam Cole without saying that. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look, it's, he's obviously he's made his name for himself now in in NXT. He's achieved everything you can. Tag titles, championships, North American championship. He's done everything. So I think it would be the perfect step up for him on because you saw him have those matches against uh, Daniel Bryan and did he have a match with Seth Rollins on Raw before Survivor Series or something? Oh, possibly trying yeah. to get yeah. back to that. And yeah, but I I honestly think the step up he would, he could go straight to straight to main event. Fantastic, fair enough. So obviously, if you're going for Adam Cole, he's got to be a um, surprise entrant then as well. So who else have you got? Um, well, I have Carlito. I mean, he didn't show up for the the Legends Night on Raw. I think he could show up. Um, and again, I, I got Brock Lesnar. Uh, one of my other ones was going to be Edge, but that's already <laughs> been spoiled. So cheers, WWE. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> <laughs> Joe? Um, I've got Deep Bryan to win the whole thing. Um I think he will face Roman Reigns and um, there's been rumours that Daniel Bryan, this is his last year. So I think the match will be at WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan's career versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship. So if Daniel Bryan loses, he has to retire. And um, Reigns will beat him. Yeah, Reigns will beat him and then he'll retire, yeah. <clears throat> it's heavily, well, everyone knows that he's backstage anyway and he's been pushing for Cesaro and Shinsuke to be more featured for SmackDown. He's basically writing SmackDown and he's wrestling. And he said he wants to spend more time at home and not wrestling. And he's basically retiring again for good. So I think this year it'll be his WrestleMania match, but it'll be his career on the line, a bit like Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and at least he can go out it. on his own way, Carney, rather than letting his injury take him out. He can actually go out. Fair enough, yeah. Um, my out-of-the-box one would be Keith Lee, but... My turn would be, I would turn Keith Lee heel and I would put it with hit business. And I would have Keith Lee as a heel and he is, I'm the world heavyweight champion of the hit business. And because the way Keith Lee cuts promo, I speak like this is very condescending. <laughs> yeah. But if you're yeah. a heel, that works. 
So yeah. the only thing I could see it working is if he kept it the way he speaks now, but as a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, surprise, I've got um, like Brad Brock Lesnar, maybe Big Show, maybe Carlito. And call up, I've got Damien Priest. Yes, I didn't even think about Damien Priest. That's a good shout, that. Because there has been rumours that he was supposed to be debuting on SmackDown a few weeks back, wasn't there? Yeah, I think he'll have a really good show. He won't win, but he'll have a really good show. And then he'll, I'm guessing uh, US title or your intercontinental title is going to be on the line. He'll go after either one or the other. I don't know whether he'll be a face or a heel. I'm not sure. Fair enough. Great picks. Dan? Yeah, agreeing with the um, majority of you guys, D. Brian as well. Um, I think most of the time, whenever you hear somebody announce that they're declaring themselves to Rumble first, the very first person to do it, all the way back when Alberto Del Rio did it in the worst Rumble ever. Oh, um, yeah, um, <laughs> I think it's going to be Daniel Bryan. You know, the build, you can build him up with both champions. He, he works really well. You'll pay to watch him. So I think he's probably my big pick. Um, I've got John Cena as my outside pick, uh, mainly from what you said earlier. You know, it's going to be a big legends um, thing. Him yeah. going against Roman Reigns, I'd pay for that. Him against Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. I'd pay for that. You know, not that we have to pay. We watch the uh, the network, which we pay for, so it's all good. Um, but yeah, um, that's who I have for my outside pick. Um, with the surprises, love everyone's suggestions. But um, I've also got Bronson Reed. I think he's not really, you know, he repackaged him, put him in a good show, give him a, you know, a good 20 minutes in there. I think you do quite well. Um, you know, they, they could um, call up a few of the NXT guys. Champer as well, call him up. You know, um, I know he's doing that tag thing with Tim Thatch at the moment, but putting him in there, he could do quite well for 20 minutes. Not to say he's going to win it, but I think he'd be uh, having a good showing if he did go in. Fantastic. I've gone slightly different on you guys. Um, my sensible winner is Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um, I just honestly think he's going to come back number 28. He can do what he wants, though. So he might not even come back. He's just like, I can't be bothered today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no I just, fans? I just, nah, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I think he's almost nailed on to win it. I know these rumours about Daniel Bryan, but I think he's nailed on because I know we've seen Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, but we've got a new dynamic in it now that I think is really interesting. We've got Paul Heyman as the advocate, technically, for both. And if you can have a heel... Reigns and a baby face Lesnar with Paul Heyman stuck in the middle. I think that's the extra dynamic that a few like that needs. Be interesting to see if it kind of flips naturally as it leads up to WrestleMania, whether Roman Reigns kind of merges baby face a bit more and Lesnar merges heel a bit more just because of the dislike for Lesnar generally amongst the amongst fans. Um, but it's more to do with that Paul Heyman side of things is why I think he's he's, he's coming back and he's winning it all. Um, my out the box is Goldberg. Oh God! I just got this <laughs> he's awful gonna lose feeling to Drew that he's going to lose to Drew. Enter himself in because Adam Pearce says, "Don't forget, former world champ- that was the reason. If former world champions are allowed to just declare themselves in the Rumble, apparently he's going to come back and he's going to yeah, and he's either going to face Reigns, which should have happened last year." Or it'll be the rematch against Drew McIntyre because he lost, but I just got a feeling he would face Reigns. So, yeah, I just got this awful feeling Lesnar's going to... Um, sorry, Goldberg's going to lose um, in the title match, have a bit okay. of a rest, um, <laughs> and then come out and win the old Rumble. I was going to say, do um, you know what I hope happens in, if he does enter in there? I hope the person to eliminate Goldberg is Matt Riddle. 
<laughs> well, I was going to say, like, if if you'll know if Goldberg's going to enter the Rumble, if the world, if the if that match is like first on the card, basically after the Women's Rumble, if that match is next, Goldberg's probably going to be in the Rumble to give him time. But you say, yeah, I, I thought that. But then, even if it is the match before the Rumble, he's still got an hour. Before, if he comes in like number twenty-eight, number yeah. twenty-nine, which he's going to, he's still got time. But yeah, I just, I, Lesnar's going to win it. But and, Goldberg's um, man. And have you seen this happening with them? Obviously, announcing whoever's coming in thirty um, on backstage. Who do we think number thirty is going to be? Could you if imagine they, they said, it. "Oh my god, it's Brock Lesnar"? Could you imagine if they did that? You're like, what? <laughs> They're going to say, "It's Sting. <laughs> it's got to be Kane." I think it'd be, be Seth Rollins. Do you think they, do you think they'd announce that or keep that as a surprise? Okay, it'd, be, it'd be like someone like Bobby Roode. It's gotta be a heel. I'm, I'm thinking it's gotta be a heel. The Miz. Yeah, the Miz. it's gonna be someone like the Miz. I think that's a good shout, actually. I, I would go with that. So, yeah, CM Punk or Because he'll be like, I've got the money in the bank, we're gonna have the title, we're gonna have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'll just quickly oh, go on. Sorry, can you see this happening though? They're announcing who it is, and then all of a sudden they cut backstage and number 30's been beaten up. Yeah, by, by a mystery person. By Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> by Goldberg or Lesnar. Um, it's going to be something stupid. This is my other pick for number 30. If, if this is what we're going to do as well, it's going to be Otis. Oh, number 30. Oh, yeah, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> it will happen. It will. Oh, I was quickly just... <laughs> I'll quickly just run through who I had as returning slash debuting type thing. I've actually got no NXT people in this. I've got Brock Lesnar, obviously. Um, I've got technically from NXT, but he's not a talent. I've got Wade Barrett. Oh, um, that's making an appearance because because he's there NXT wise. And this this is really strange. The reason I've gone with this, and the only reason I've gone with this is because he's um. Buddy buddies with backstage. Um, this will give it away now. He's buddy buddies with Triple H and Road Dog, and he's just announced he's coming back to wrestle technically because all of his personal problems, should I say, is all sorted. So I'm going for an appearance by X Pac. Um, yeah, just throw that out there. It's not going to happen, but I just thought very much on the Molina side of things. I just thought Randomer that could do it has been, you know, testing the waters. Yeah, so that's our predictions, guys. So I've made note of them. So we'll tally them up after Sunday. And in next week's edition, we will see how everybody scored. Then getting ready for... Fa- Is it Elimination Chamber or Fastlane after the... Uh, God, no. Like, can I, I think it's Elimination a- Chamber. Can Is I it? ask a question, No, like, no but go on. Is the pay-per-view going to be good? Yes. Yeah, it'd, be yeah. right. it'd be brilliant. <laughs> the, the pay-per-view could be good. But then when Lesnar or Goldberg wins the men's, everybody will just say it was shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what we all do with wrestling fans. It could be great all the way through. Or well, like, it could Goldberg be the best thing ever and CM Punk turns up and it's like, this is the greatest show ever in history. Yeah, we, we all just, as wrestling fans, we just fancy bucket and then when it doesn't turn out the way we want it, we go, well, that shit. We'll moan. It was, like that, it was like that Money in the Bank match like a couple of years ago when it was like, oh my God, this is actually a class match and hang on, Mustafa Ali's going to win. Oh no, wait, here comes Brock. That was great. <laughs> no, no, nobody wanted to see Mustafa. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Mustafa Ali is the Money in the Bank. Ali. No, I, I think that that's Come the on. best thing. Like when Otis won it, you need somebody just sometimes shit winning it because then it's like anybody can win it. That's the yeah. point of it. Anybody can win it. I mean, 
they're not going to win the title, but at least give it them. I mean, he got screwed out of it. He should have at least cashed True. it in and lost. But yeah, but I still need... think AJ should have won that. I still think AJ should have won from that. Long term booking, I'll get there eventually. <laughs> just before we move on, then I'm just going to really throw out something none of us have thought of, just to put us all in a right shitty mood before we finish <laughs> off the podcast. Goldberg is going to win the title. Lesnar is going to win the Rumble, and it's going to be the Goldberg Lesnar rematch. Oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> it's going to happen. Book it. Get it booked. Right. Um, so we're going to finish off now, guys, on our first episode. This is going to be, um, we're going to try and push through this because I appreciate we're taking up everybody's time listening to this. Hopefully they've had a good time listening to us. But we've got a weekly segment on the quiz. Uh, on the quiz. That's just giving it away, <laughs> isn't it? On the podcast, which is going to be a quiz. Um, so Dan's doing it this uh, week. What have you got for us, Dan? Yes, yeah, so all about Royal Rumble this uh, this week. Um, I've kept it 10 questions and we're going to buzz through it quickly because I know my iPhone's probably going to die. Uh, the phones out there are available and all that. Um, so we'll <laughs> run through that, write down your answers and then we'll uh, quickly recap and see how well we did. So question number one, nice and easy to break you all in. Um, which Royal Rumble number has had the most wins? Oh, Christ. Right. Lovely. You should have got that one all quite well. It's on all the recaps every year. Um, number two, um, who's the only wrestler to twice win the Rumble from the same number? Ooh, I, this is a difficult bit. I'm to try and remember who's won it twice. There's only a couple of people. Um, I'll give you a clue. It's the number 28 that they won it from as well. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking. I think I've got it. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, so do I now, actually. I say that, I haven't, but yeah, number three. <laughs> right, number three, guys. Who eliminated the most people in the first ever Royal Rumble with six eliminations? That's 1988, Brad. I know you weren't born, but I wasn't born then either as well. I was. You were one, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> first Rumble, you stood on that one, yeah? The first Rumble, who eliminated the most people with six eliminations? Oh, let's go for that. You all good? Yep. Yeah. Okay, number four. Who lasted the longest in last year's 2020 Men's Rumble? Oh, good God. Oh, yeah, no, it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be Kane. It's, it's <laughs> got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. <laughs> okay, just write down anything if you don't know. Number five, nice and easy. Who has spent the longest accumulative total of time in a Rumble match with just under five hours? So four minutes, four every hours. Every Rumble ever. Yeah, every Royal Rumble out there. Um, it's like four hours, 59 minutes and 33 seconds, if I remember. Okay. It's probably not who we think it is, so I'll go for someone else. Coolio, you all got something for that? Yeah. Yeah. All right, number six. Nice, uh, nice and fun one for you. Which year's Rumble was the first to be shown in high definition? Oh, right. Now I get my technology head on now. So um, think about it. I always remember yeah. this one scene when um, they had Gene Snitsky and he had the yellow teeth <laughs> and they kept they kept zooming in to his yellow teeth to show you the detail of how yellow <laughs> his teeth were. So oh. use that as a reference for when you I've think that date is. two different years in my head and I know it'll be the other one. Oh, right, okay. All right. Number seven. Um, when AJ Styles and Bubba Ray Dudley made their first ever debuts in a Royal Rumble, what number did they enter? And I think Brad gave it away earlier. Bradley, um, if you get this wrong now. Guys. 
Yeah. Joe was talking about the AJ pop earlier. I mean, Bubba Dudley's pop when he came out in Philly as well. That was, that was great. insane. And then everyone was chanting for Devon and R-Truth came out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. So my next, my next three guys, I'm going to give you the final four of a rumble, but one of them is not right. So I'll give you the year, uh, four people. Just tell me out of the four which one wasn't in the final four. Ooh, All right. Okay. So the 1992 Royal Rumble, we've got Hulk Hogan, Don Morocco, Ric Flair, Randy Savage. Oh, I was, dear God. I was minus eight. No, I literally just <laughs> Oh, my <laughs> days. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, 1998 Royal Rumble. You mentioned in it earlier. So we've got The Rock, Farouk, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ken Shamrock. Is this, um, sorry, is this a separate question? No, but it's question number nine. <laughs> it's a it's a 2000, it's a 1998 Rumble. So I know the four names, Brad, The Rock, Farouk, Austin, Ken Shamrock. Which one of those wasn't in the final four? Lovely. And your number 10, 2019 Men's Royal Rumble. Seth Rollins, Andrade, Finn, as in Finn Balor, and Dolph Ziggler. Two of the four again, sorry. Oh, uh, Seth Rollins, God. Andrade, Finn Baylor, and Dolph Ziggle, Ziggle, Ziggler. Yeah, okay. Cool. The Ziggles. Ziggles. Nikki! This is the point where we all do absolute shockingly shit. Nikki! And people think, why are we doing Nikki! a wrestling podcast? <laughs> right, okay, so we'll go through the answers, okay? Hopefully um, you do better at home. <laughs> <laughs> what number um, has won the most Rumbles? 27. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be. 27. It is 27, guys. Yes. Okay, number two. Um, who's the only wrestler to what, twice win the Rumble from the same number? The number 28. Randy Triple Cold. H. Triple H. Bat- Batista. Aww. Dave, Dave Batista. Blue team. Dave. <laughs> number three, guys. Who eliminated the most people in the first ever Rumble with six eliminations? <laughs> I got no idea. Oh, tugboat. I went for my usual one of Lex Luger. Joe? Hacksaw, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, and Brad? I don't even know if he's in the Rumble. I'll put Yoko Zuna. <laughs> nah, guys, it was um, the one-man gang. Oh, <laughs> God. All right. <laughs> All right, number four. Who lasted He got my longest... mother-in-law. Oh, no, that who was them. Um, that wasn't <laughs> one-man gang, was it? Who was that? <laughs> That was Repo Man, WrestleMania <laughs> 17, Repo Man. He got my mother-in-law. Everybody got your mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Number four, who lasted the longest in the men's 2020 Rumble? I've gone Brock. Yeah. Same. Oh. No, I went Drew. for Drew McIntyre. It was Drew No, McIntyre. he didn't. He didn't go for it. He was waiting. He was waiting for the break. No, it's, it's because you said Drew. I was like, you started Drew, but I actually went for Edge. Oh, wow. No, it's Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Cool. All right, guys, you're number five. Who has spent the longest acclumative, acclumative, acclumative time in the Rumble in just under five hours? Well, surely that's got to be Kane, but I haven't gone for Kane because I thought that would be too obvious. So I went for Triple H. I Anyone went else for went? Mike the Miz. Joe? Jericho. I put Jericho Brad? as well. Yeah, it is Jericho. Jericho. Oh, my good God. I remember oh. reading it. I was like, as soon as you said Jericho, I was like, yeah, that's right. I'm not going to be on next week's episode. I'm jacking it in. <laughs> right, guys. Who, We're going to um, lose to Brad. <laughs> <laughs> who, 
What year's Rumble was the first in HD? Two thousand seven. Oh six. Again. Oh, oh five. One of you's right. It's two thousand and eight. That's oh. the other one I was going to go for. I bloody <laughs> said it was two Rad's years. going to win. <laughs> oh, he wins. He's about two years old. Okay. Um, when AJ Styles and Bubba Dudley made their debut at the Rumble, what number was it from? It was three. 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 We Brad that. gave that one away earlier. We don't want none. We don't want none. Then we get into our final fours. So who Is wasn't it? in the final four in 1992? Hogan, Ric Flair... Randy Savage, Don Morocco. Randy Blair. Savage. Blair won it. No, he won 93, didn't he? No, no, Ric Flair won that one. 92 oh is for his title, God. that one. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. I've so the answer. Randy Savage. No, the answer is Don Morocco. I got that. Savage's going to finish last. <laughs> <laughs> right, 1998 Rumble. Um, so obviously, um, we know Austin won it. As Jamie mentioned earlier, we've also got Ken Shamrock, Farouk, and The Rock. Shamrock. Shamrock. Yep, Shamrock. Thank God. Nice <laughs> and number 10, the 2019 Men's Rumble. So we've got Rollins, Andrade, Finn, and Dolphy Ziggles. Yeah, I put Finn Balor. Finn. It is Finn Baylor. Thank oh, Christ. Okay. Oh, guys, I got four. I got three. <laughs> I got four. four. What did you get, Bradley? Oh my <laughs> days! <laughs> Absolute lies. I like how he tried to show us, but he's got a background, so it hides it. <laughs> so we're gonna um, we're gonna keep tally on who wins the quizzes each week as well. Um, so okay, Bradley, bloody hell, I don't know how, but Maybe you're now course. leading the <laughs> the Premiership table with one point. I um, like Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well done, Brad. Bloody hell. Um, I did shocking on that, but that was to be expected. It is half past 10 at night. That's my defense. But yeah, fantastic. Thanks very much for that uh, quiz there, Dan. There'll be another one next week. We'll always finish off with a quiz, like I say, and we'll keep uh, an, an eye on the scores. And um, that's it for this week. Guys. Let us know what you got at home week. as well. Oh, yeah. yeah well, anyone's going to beat four, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> I can't believe I thought Flair won in 93. Be our resident genius Brad is if you get higher than a six, our resident genius over here. <laughs> we'll invite you onto the podcast for a one-on-one quiz. Right. For one-on-one with the Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Great stuff. Well, yeah, fantastic. Enjoy the Royal Rumble on Sunday, guys. I look forward to next week. Uh, so we'll see everybody again um, next Thursday. It'll be available on wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll be on Apple, Spotify, all the other ones. As many Deezer, as Breaker, Google. Yeah, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Google. Amazon Music. Just name them all. Just That's for all the of one. you. <laughs> Basically, if you search for us, you can find us. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back every Thursday. We'll give our thoughts on the uh, Rumble event next Thursday. Very much looking forward to it. I've had a great time this evening, guys. Thanks very yeah. much. Um, Cheers, guys. Fantastic. Make, make sure you. to follow us on the socials as well. Absolutely. Yeah, he's getting that in there. He won the bloody quiz and now yeah. he's remembering to do the socials. Hashtag Brad the winner. Hashtag Brad the genius. <laughs> That's very true, though. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We are at GrappleCastShow. 
So that's everything then. As I say, thanks very much, guys. Thanks for uh, everybody out there for listening as well. We've had a great time and we will see you next Thursday. Thanks very much, guys. See you all then. Stay safe, guys. Night. Bye. Old one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Number four. Armbar! I am Sir Michael Cole! What?